We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the MLB trade deadline, the winners and losers. We're going to play some spitball, and we're going to preview the NFC North, so stay tuned. Missing, missing Tim, though. Yeah, He's I'm sure in, you could tell. We didn't get the yay yay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no yo, Tim today. Yo, shout out to the theme music, though. Everyone always asks about the theme music. Whole life. Oh, shout out to Danny. I think we... I know it's weird. The song is fire. I know it's weird because we just started recording, obviously, and we don't play the theme music. Yeah, we, we add it after. It. So I forget like, about it, yeah, honestly. That's why yeah, y'all was mad confused. confused yeah. Nah, but a lot of people have been asking about it. Yeah, like, they're yo, like, yo, what song is this? It's like... I, I tweeted it out a while ago. Like, I put up his, the his link to the song so people yeah. can go find it. But yeah, that Danny Lop, Versace D. <laughs> Is it Lop or Lope? I feel like we should get him in the room. So. I don't know. I go Lope. I don't know. I feel like Lope Versace Priori. Lop. Lop's gang. He says Lop's gang. That's why. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Shout out. Cyclops? What? Lops? I don't know. Um. Anyway, I don't know. Tim's in New Hampshire or some shit. He tried to call me the what? other day. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck he is. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, he. I, ta- he I tried- believe you. It's just like yes, the most random shot. He, he called me, and I was like, "Yeah, I literally can't hear a fucking word you're saying." Like, I I heard his voice like every two seconds, and then he texted me. He's like, "Yo, my bad. I'm in New Hampshire." I was like, "What?" He's <laughs> like, "This kid's in New Hampshire." So I mean, gotta love Tim. I hope Tim's having fun in New Hampshire. Um. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we wanted to talk about something that's sort of, I guess, breaking at the moment. Uh, Urban Meyer uh, is on paid leave mm. right now from Ohio State. Yeah. And it's because he was 
allegedly aware of a domestic case against one of the coaches on his staff. Right. Ex coaches now at this. Ex coaches now. Yeah, but it was under under right. it was going down under his tenure at Ohio State. Right. Right. So, I mean, the conversation is just kind of like you know, is this dude going to lose his job? Should he not be on paid leave? Should he just be out or should this be like nothing? Is it is it on Urban Meyer? I mean, yo yo, personally, like I get it. I think he's gonna get fired, one hundred percent. Without a doubt, it's actually uh, you could you could wager on this, boss. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's um, it's the favorite is him for to be fired before their opening game this year. So chances are he's not gonna keep his job. But it's a it's a heavy favorite. It's like minus two fifty. It's such a weird timing too because camps have opened yeah they're up. in heavy camp. Yeah. Like football for college starts the last week of August, like the twenty fifth is the first game. Yeah, so. they open up about like. A week and a half before the NFL does. Yeah, so, so they have the spotlight for about two weeks. It's definitely terrible timing for the Ohio State football program. But this is more important than anything football related. Right. And it's just like for me, I I understand why he needs to be fired. And I understand, you know, the legalities behind it. Apparently he uh, this violates something in your contract where if you fit, if you gain knowledge of something like an assault or a murder or a rape or something that you have to report it otherwise it's on you mm-hmm. but when i really just like sit and i think about it i'm like i'm getting fired because this dude hit his wife like i didn't hit his fucking wife and yeah. like i i also like i'm not the police like why is it my job I get why it's in the contract, and I get that he should be fired. I mean, you violated the contract. That's how contracts work, whatever. But I'm just saying, aside from that stuff, I'm saying, why am I the one who's responsible? Because I can't... These aren't kids. This isn't like the children that this happened to. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? These this, are, this is not the Sandusky situation. Yeah. We're but it's not even like his players. It's... Like, it's grown so I mean, it's his staff. So that's the yeah. thing that a lot of people are saying. How, how do you... How, there's no way you weren't aware of this. Like it had to come up in conversation. Right. It had to be. And also the big thing was the woman who came out and said that these things were happening. She was in contact with Urban Meyer's wife. Yeah, throughout so the whole like, thing. Throughout the whole thing, like yo, you know, just talk it out or whatever. I don't really know the full details. She actually went on record and said that his wife was amazing during it, and she kept checking in, saying, "Hey, how's everything yeah. going?" You so, know. so then that's kind of a bad look on Urban too. Like, yo, your wife isn't letting you know that some wild shit is going on under your watch and with your coaching staff. Yeah, and then he's the guy who, yo, he's the highest paid employee in all of like the state of Ohio. Wow. College college football coaches make the most money of any state employee, right? And this guy gets paid handsomely. And look, he's a great coach, great recruiter, all that. We're not taking that away from him. But when it happens under your watch, yo, it's the same shit, the fall with Joe Paterno, right? It, all that stuff that went down with Sandusky was when Joe Paterno was a coach. And the thing that everyone was nitpicking at was how there's no way that you didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. You just kept quiet. So that's what they're, they're pinpointing at Urban Meyer now. The only thing that I find different is that with the Sandusky thing, I mean, it, it is completely different. I'm just saying. I mean, it is. Yeah. The, the, the situation that it happened under their watch is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, like, I, my thing is, like, yo, you, like, if it was you guys, right, and we were in this situation, and you came to me, you were like, yo, boss, like, hits me. And I'm like, my advice to you would be, yo, go to the police. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would almost be scared to fire him. 
because I feel like that would make it even worse for your situation. My only advice would be, yo, go to the police. Like, let's handle this or whatever. And I'm not saying, like, by the way, everything I'm saying is not taking away from the fact that, like, domestic abuse is terrible. Obviously, it is, and I'm not making a fucking excuse. I'm just saying, uh, Urban Meyer, getting that information, you're like, someone on my staff is hitting their wife. Right. Allegedly. I'm not there when he's hitting his fucking wife. And I didn't do anything to like, I didn't give her hush money. Like, yo, shut the fuck up about this. We need a champ. We need a championship. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> that would have been, that's your, that's your at home life. That's your personal thing. My wife, I'm sure is giving you advice of like, Hey, maybe don't, uh, I'm, I'm like get away from this dude or like whatever. Or tell, like tell the cops or whatever. To, yeah, yeah. Like, because they ultimately they're the only ones that can make, the domestic violence stop i can't make it stop i could like i but but don't you find that as like your civic duty if you're aware of it or if you're made aware of it that like maybe i should either address him or i don't know if that's the right way to go but do you know try to address the situation itself whether it's go to the police address him fire him or whatnot if you're asking me personally of course like i feel like i would go directly if it was like i said the situation i'm saying before i would go right to you and be like yo what the fuck like, why are you hitting this kid? Like, why are you hitting Nick? Like, we can't have that shit. Right, right. And, like, you keep that up and you're fucking gone. Which, who knows if that happened. Which, apparently, it didn't because this abuse lasted years. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Like, if you're asking me personally, yeah, I feel that way. But I do understand people who are not that type of person. They're not. Where it's not, yeah. Some people think it's not, not confronta- my place. It's, it's not, not my place. I'm not confrontational. It's not my situation. Although, yeah. it becomes your situation, I guess, if you know about it. But. Yeah, and it's, I, it's just a sticky predicament, you know, all around. It is, and I, I do but, think but that he's going to But you can also see fired. why it becomes a bad look. Like, say, say for example... No, it's definitely a bad look. Like, say, for example, one day, VM and the studio, it gets to a point where it's like an ESPN, right? Like, we're a network or some shit, and Joey's the guy's running it, and some wild shit happens with me, with my wife or girlfriend, and, like, Joey finds out about it, he's going to get heat for that, too. Definitely. Just because I'm an employee of his... I work under him. I work with him. There's just going to be there's going to be people. Social media is going to go crazy like, yo, you guys are boys. You guys work together. There's no way you didn't know about this. You just kept quiet. How could you? you know I'm saying like that's that's just going to happen naturally. And many people find Urban Meyer to be in the wrong. Like a lot of people will, are giving him a ton of shit. I mean, you can see now he's, he's taking a leave and he's, he's probably going to get fired because right, there's right. going to be so much momentum I'm saying like the public him. perception of him, yeah. like, oh, you're an asshole. Cause, yeah, of course. But meanwhile, like, like Joey said, like, yo, this guy, I mean, it, it's wrong to hold it, you know, hold the information back that he had, but he himself did nothing physically wrong. Yeah, I mean it's it's because you didn't you didn't report it or say something, but That's like why apparently there right. there are a lot of people who knew about it and no one reported it, but like nothing's going to happen to them, and it's just because I'm a public figure that now right. I'm going to lose my job, my career and my reputation reputation is, is shot yeah because of that. But like everyone in this room knows someone who's done something illegal, not necessarily fucking domestic domestic violence or raping fucking little kids but has done something illegal and you don't say anything and obviously this is different it's a way bigger scale than that but i'm saying the principle of like something like this happens i don't know what was going through urban meyer's head because if i'm him i go to the coach and be like yo i find out this happens again you're fucking gone but who's to say he didn't do that too like yeah i mean if he did that or not yeah but we but apparently this abuse was happening over the years so if he did it then no one yeah then no one fucking said anything but i mean then he didn't listen but um you can't i mean 
obviously you can't have someone on your staff who's fucking hitting their wife. Obviously. I agree. 100%. You know what I mean? But I think, you know what Urban Meyer should have done? Which who knows if he did this as well. This is why he's in the wrong too. I think just in general, right? When you look at it very generally, you're like, yo, someone tells me, yo, your uh, fucking employee hit me. I go, what the fuck? So then I would have to go confirm. And if he tells me it's not true, now I have two conflicting things. I'm not the fucking police. Like, I'm, what am I going to conduct an investigation? Right. You know what I mean? Like, bring it to the cops. They will figure it out. I'm not qualified. I know fucking, you know, fly patterns and shit. Like, right. I don't know anything about this. Like, you know, take it here, whatever. Or what he should have done is go to the higher ups and be like, hey, listen, this is information that I found out about this dude. I don't know if it's true or not. You guys are the ones who should handle this. Like, I'm just a football coach. I don't, I, you know, I'm not, you know, like the higher up should take care of that, no? But, yeah, but if he did that, I think that, that he'd be doing his civic duty. Like, I, if that I agree. happened, and, and, and that is why I'm sure, like, he the, should be fired. 100%. Like, if he would have done that, I'm sure the university would have either handled it, fired him, or, you know, mentioned it to police and be like, listen, keep an eye on this or something. Yo, you know. yeah. Yo, seriously, right now, if it was any other coach besides, like, Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, like the top of the food chain. Yeah. This guy would have been canned already. Absolutely. I feel like because you are one of, like, your talent, your talent and your success, it's it's buying him some time because he's built this resume of being a winning coach. And, yo, it sucks, but sometimes, like, if you could win and produce, it covers up a lot of things. Yo, what, what have I been saying about him for years? Yeah, the whole Florida. The Florida program. Dude, look at the people he had in Florida. Reggie Nelson beat up some girl, stole her laptop. Percy Harvin has his his demons. The Pouncey brothers. Riley Cooper was a racist. Uh, Who am I missing? Hernandez killed somebody. I was going to say. Right? How did I forget? But what what was going on? They were winning. It was a big-time program in the South. And who else did he have? Tim Tebow. Yeah, Tebow. Tebow was the, the, the God figure there. You know how religion is king in the south too he covered up all that shit and now you look at it's like yo urban meyer this is something something always follows him yeah and he like kind of inexplicably left florida yeah like well, he just he resigned he resigned when tebow went to the league too and yeah, he had like made a pact like yo you know i recruited this, this is my favorite player ever you know i'm not going to be able emotionally like he said some wild shit like that he took a year off and then he took the, the ohio state job yeah and I, I don't want what i'm saying to be taken out of context i think this dude should be fired obviously it's terrible and the dude who hit this woman should be beaten up every day of his fucking life mm-hmm. but and I, now i'm just like also convincing myself when i just said that if so my thing was yo if you didn't do anything to cover it up and that's why i mentioned like the hush money thing that yeah, would be yeah. covering it up oh it would have been a wrap like Obviously, right away if and i that's why i said i was like if there was no effort to cover it up then i don't really see him as being necessary he's in the wrong but like it a fire fireable yeah, offense but at it's that a point, character issue for sure he's an accomplice though at that point if he knows the information right. mm-hmm. but here's here's what it is that he's an accomplice but if he didn't go to the higher ups, forget everything I just said. Can that's man. covering it up. Yeah. Because if you're not gonna go higher and be like, "Yo, yo," like this dude, because you can't. know what's gonna happen to this guy. But if you kept it to yourself, because you know, yo, if we go back and we tell everyone like bigger than us, like this is gonna come down on us. Like at that point, you're covering up. Right. So, but to me, if he went to someone else, the high people who are above him who hired him, and be like, "Yo, I heard this thing about this dude." 
Like, you guys handle that shit. I'll coach the football team. Then, like, what else can you ask at that yeah. point? Yo, am I crazy for thinking that he is the higher up? Like, I know someone hired him, but I think he has the most pull of anyone at Ohio State. I mean, you're still, like, if, like the AD, for example. Like, if you report that to the AD, I'm sure the AD would be on Not it. only that, but it's like, that's not... I, dude, what the fuck does Urban I, uh, Meyer owe Ohio State? Or, like, what what ties does he have? I Just work the coaching here. football. Yeah, that's it. I, like, I could yeah. work somewhere else next year. So yeah, it's, I hear you. So it's like, yo, this is your school. You want to fix it? You want to save your reputation? It's on you. Yeah. But I if he didn't do that, any of that, then you're covering up and you're an accomplice and get the fuck out. Yo, the power of of coaches, man, at big-time programs. We just look across all college sports, right? Like, who's going to tell anything to Coach K and Duke? Like, he runs Duke. I don't care about no AD and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's going to tell anything to Nick Saban in Alabama? Like, it's quiet. I, even if you're an AD or you're the president. Yeah, but those dudes also were like, they're fucking they were born there basically bro jim Beheim has survived like bernie fine yeah remember that when he was he i think he was like acquitted but he was accused of touching kids and stuff like he survived all that that just goes back to nick's you know statement of a coach like the coach being a public figure and pretty much having all the juice at a university Beheim's been there for so long he he, he survived the scandals yeah because getting paid he got suspended whatnot he got wins vacated but he's still there He's still keeping his job. He's still, like Nick said, collecting like a ridiculous paycheck as a top-plate employee in the state. I just so, I, I yo, would feel that with Urban Meyer. If it, it was yo, anyone else, he would have been canceled dude, immediately. It's, it's sad to think, but like, crazy. yo, if, suck, you, yeah. if you win, it covers up a lot, man. Yeah, it covers up a lot of a lot of issues, which shouldn't be the case. Shouldn't it shouldn't be, be but that's, that's just, just like, like the, morally wrong. Yo, it's like yeah. it's like the same shit that happened with um. This dude Hater, right? The guy on the Braves who had all those like racist yeah. Josh Hader. The Brewers, yeah, yeah the, right. He pitches in the All Star game, then those uh, tweets surface. He apologizes and whatnot. Yo, all the Brewers fans give him a standing ovation. Yes, and like people were on. There was two different camps. It's like, oh, the crowd that they showed was all white dudes, right? And then the other side was like, yo, the Brewers, the fans are just standing up for their guy, right? When Plaxico Burris shot himself. I was like, damn, son, that's my guy. Like, yo, don't put him in jail. You know what I mean? Like, you defend your players. Those people that were defending Ray Rice that were Ravens fans. Yeah, like, that's, at the time, that's inexcusable, no, bro. I, I'm, I'm not there are some accepting people like that. their actions, but I'm yeah. saying that the fan is short for fanatic. And there are people that are like, yo, that's my guy. He plays for my team. I got his back. Yo, honestly, that standing ovation thing, I'm like, yo, these people are fucking So unwarranted. Crazy. Like, yeah. yo, if they it, keep him, they keep him. But there's no need to welcome someone back for the standing ovation. Yeah, like, what but the But the fuck? Brewers fans, I could definitely see Brewers fans being like, yo, the media is attacking him. Nah, we're going to support our guy. Like, because he's a Brewers player. <sighs> I don't agree with it either. I'm just telling you that there are people that think I agree. like that. Like, no, I, I would understand. I would still, like, probably cheer for him in terms of, like, if he struck someone out. I'd be like, all right, you know, that helped my team. But yeah. I wouldn't, like... Give him a standing ovation for being a, yeah. a blatant open racist. Yeah, dude, when no you're on the mound, you're dude. I like you as a. Pl I like your fucking skills on the baseball field. As soon as you start walking you're to the dugout, you're a piece of shit again. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if you're standing on the mound, I'll fucking cheer for whoever. You know what I mean. But like, once you're off the mound. I don't fucking... Yo, you know what I'm saying? You don't remember when we did the draft preview last year for the NFL? We started talking about Joe Mixon. We're like, yo, Joe Mixon, the football player? Dope. Character and person? Not Shitty. <laughs> right? Good but for the like, Bengals. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, yo, you respect someone because their their skills and their being an athlete and playing for your team. But right. obviously, you don't accept their actions off the field, as they say. Right. Exactly. But it's crazy that that like trumps... Pretty much like Nick said, anything off the field. Yeah, if dude, you yeah. win or if you're it, it, a successful it's scary. Athlete. You know, sport, sports sometimes are scary. 
mean, some, we're seeing that even in politics, like people falling because of shit they tried to cover up. Yeah, they or, just they were you know whatever. And it's it's interesting to see uh, stuff like this is happening all the time in in the NCAA, and it just goes to show that people don't really care, like they don't. And it, it's funny because we say that term of like, it's not a good look. All that means is if no one found out, who cares? Yeah. Not a good look just means we care because people know now. Yeah. That's like the saying if you're, if, like if you're cheating, it's not cheating until you get caught. Yeah. If you ain't cheating, like, you ain't trying. Yeah. I mean. Like, anything to get an edge, people will do until they get, they get caught. The Urban Meyer stuff is still very new. So we're, I'm sure we're going to find out more as it uh unfolds but i i want to know if this dude ever had a conversation with him about it and told him like hey this and that or at, at that point you have to give this dude an ultimatum or and you you have to give him an ultimatum actually you know what if i'm urban meyer i'm going to the higher ups mm-hmm. and i'm saying hey this is what's happening with this dude like what do we do you know even if i am the guy yeah i still need to consult this is your school I could, I'll, I'll leave tomorrow you word, know what word. I mean? Like I've so, left many places before. Yeah, yeah. So like, let's let's figure out what we're gonna do here. But if you don't do that because you know it's gonna look bad for your program or like you don't want this guy's a good coach or whatever, you, then you are covering it up and you're a piece of shit. So yeah. if that's the case, this dude should be fired. It's I mean he's gonna get fired regardless. But you know what I mean? Their odds moved in Vegas. They're double digits now to win the national championship. They were like seven to one. So it's like yo, if he gets fired too, that's gonna move. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. Anyway, uh, let's talk some MLB here. Um, trade deadline. Trade deadline. Came I and went. Know. Winners, losers, big trades. What do we got going on in the uh, MLB? Yo, I know it didn't happen at the deadline. It happened a little before. But, like, yo, was there anything bigger than Machado going to the Dodgers? Nah. And that was the first domino, too. Yeah. Like, dude, you got you got a dude that's, like, what, top five, ten player in baseball? Field position. Right, right. Right? Like, yeah, obviously, there's, there's pitches, but... Yo, he's 26 years old. He's playing for a team bedtime. Uh, he, he was playing for a team that's been out of contention. Free agency is looming. And the Dodgers, the Dodgers just loaded up once again. I feel like they've done this every single trade deadline. They've just added big names, big names. And, yo, you get a guy like Machado, dude. It's There's nothing else that went down at the trade deadline combined. Like the the week, two weeks leading up to it, that that's going to trump that. Yeah, for sure. And it's like... That Dodgers team, they've they've been in the playoffs, you know, pretty much every year the last ten years since Kershaw came up in like the early early two thousands, and it's just like last year they got their first World Series appearance since I think to it was ninety two. Yeah, they went to seven. Yeah, the they went to seven with the Astros, and now they're like, yo, we want to friggin' get over the hump. And Machado, Brian Dozier, they picked up. Yeah, I was gonna mention him too. Like on the deadline, that's that's huge. You know, they, they were saying that that was the second best second baseman available at the deadline. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he was hitting 40 home runs two years ago. He had, like, 30-plus last year. Carried the Twins pretty much to that, that playoff berth last year after they were counted out at the trade deadline. And, yeah, you just retool your infield. Like, Corey Seager went out for the year with the, the – I think he tore his – I think he had to get Tommy John. I'm not yeah. sure, but – and um, uh, Turner's been out for them, too. Yeah, and Justin Turner. So, it's like you shore up and you get better. Like, you get arguably the two best infielders – on the market to shore up your infield and both bring power bats and run and production. So yeah, man, I mean the Dodgers, no brainer. They're in the thick of things too in the NL West. Like that they fell out of first place. I think the Diamondbacks are holding first as of today right now, 
but it's a three-team race with the, the Dodgers, the Rockies, and the Diamondbacks, and you want to get that division because everyone knows you don't want to leave it up to one game where anything can happen, Yo, especially don't. in the wild card. And they made moves to you know kind of make that push. That's it. They, that's saying we want the division and we want a World Series. Hey, yo, the Dodgers are now the favorite to come out the National League. Their World Series odds are plus 450, tied with the Astros. Them two have the two highest odds. And, yo, you're right because, like, you know, I know this isn't really a deadline move, but you look at the odds for the Yankees, right? The Yankees shouldn't be 14-1 to 1 to win the World Series, but Boston has a five-and-a-half game lead on them. And like you mentioned, dude, you don't want to play that one that game wild of a one game and go Because home. not only that, you throw your ace there. Right. You lose him until what, game three? Probably, Probably, yeah. So that puts you behind the eight ball there. Yeah, that's what it's meant to be, you know, a disadvantage for becoming a wild card team. But yeah, I like I like that move. I got uh, the Brew Crew making mm. moves and probably getting the second best pairing in Scope and Moustakis uh, to shore up their infield. It's kind of weird because they have Travis Shaw who's on my fantasy team, and I hate this move because he's probably not going to play every day now. But Bedtime. Travis Shaw is hitting, like, kind of giving you Mike Moustakis production in terms mm-hmm. of, like, he's hitting, like, 250, you know, about 20 home runs and 80 RBIs from the third baseman. So you upgrade there. You move Shaw to second where you kind of have a hole. So you keep both of them out there. But then the 31st, you go out and get scope. And it's like, what do you, you know, are you trying to put together the best offensive team? Because we already went out and got Yelich, Lorenzo Cain in the offseason um, to shore that up. Jesus Aguilar has been a revelation at first base. He's was in the home run derby and all-star and all that. So you kind of are just, I feel like they went in to get like put up eight runs a game. And like, all right, we'll take the hit defensively with Travis Shaw at second, who doesn't, who's not a natural second baseman. Maybe Scope at short they're talking about, who's not a natural shortstop. And hope he can outscore teams like 8-6 or 8-5. So it's funny that you bring that up because... They're ninth in the National League in runs scored yeah. this year. And despite that, they still have the second best. They're tied for the most wins in the National League, too. Right. So, dude, it's either, you know, it's it's strikeout or home run, and you just add offense. Yeah. I think that's it. And I think Moustakis, I saw his numbers in uh, March and April, which was crazy. He was having like a 900 OPS or like a 960, and his numbers fell like drastically because he was on a bad Kansas City team with no protection. So people think his shift to the Brewers is going to help him big time because now he has, you know, Aguilar, like I said, Travis Shaw hitting behind him, Lorenzo Kane in front of him, Yelich in front of him. Like, they got, they got to pitch to someone. And Moustakis might start putting up big numbers. He already had a big hit yesterday to, I think, tie the game against the Dodgers. They ultimately lost in extra innings. But, yo, those are two big pickups for the crew if they want to push the Cubs for that division. Yo, it was pretty cool. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Scope's first – Either first or second oh, yeah. at bat, he grounded out to Machado, yeah, and then he like, pitch, yeah. he like winked at him too, because they were just on the yeah. same team all these years with the Orioles. Yo, there's a guy I know. Uh, I don't want to steal your thunder, but you mentioned Chris Archer, right? And uh, I just want to say, like, yo, do you think that move reminds me kind of of uh, like Verlander last year, like a dude who I was I was pretty high on Verlander going to the Astros when he went, because it's like, yo, sure he's having a bad year. He's had a bad couple of years. Right. But it's like, yo, does he even want to play in Detroit? Like, they're they're going to lose 100 games, close to 100 games, like 90 games, right? It's the same shit with Archer. Like, yo, the Rays have been bad for a long time. Yeah. Now he goes to Pittsburgh. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's something that Tim always talks about, losing culture. That's so what I'm saying, like, if you're too. you're stuck in that. And you get for, rejuvenated there. Now yeah. you're like, yo, I might have a chance at the playoffs and whatnot, and I feel a little... Yeah, you more, care a little more. Yeah. Yo, they, Verlander, that trade, that he, they picked him up in, like, I think... At the end of August, it was like the non-waiver deadline. 
It was like the last day you can make a trade eligible to be on the postseason roster. And he went there and was lights out. Still is lights out. So, yo, it could be. Could I love for- Justin Verlander. <laughs> so that was too bad, right? I don't care what anyone says. Like, if the, the, op- the potential to win, a real potential to win, Ignite, it brings it's you to a, a different yo, level. A thousand percent. Yeah. That's Definitely what gives you a jolt. And like Chris Archer has been kind of not living up to his potential in Tampa Bay, even though they've been like, f- f- you know, they're having a good season, 500. For, for what people yeah, expected, yeah. They're one game over and 25 games out of first place. So it's not, you know, that good season is all for naught anyway. But well, I mean, they, they, they got two teams in the division that the are best running two teams wild. in baseball yeah. record-wise. But, yo, you go to Pittsburgh, you're five and a half out. I mentioned the crew trying to catch the Cubs. Yo, the Pirates made moves too to that Archer move. Put them right there, man. They got a top flight pitcher. If he can go there and, you know, PNC Park is, I think, a nice place to pitch. Long, you know, the gaps are long and left center and stuff. So I think he could have some success. But I, I think they gave up a lot for him. I like what the Rays did, too, in terms of getting Tommy Pham from the Cardinals. But in this trade, they got Austin Meadows, who's a young outfielder. Yo, he came up and was raking, dude, hitting like 400, like his first two weeks in the bigs. And he's been hurt the last two years. So he was always a top prospect. It's just they really had no room for him in Pittsburgh. So I think that's a, this is a great move for Tampa because you've had Archer for so long. Are you really going to compete with Chris Archer by the time you're good again? Word. It's like he's already 27 or 28. Nah, you're not going to be good. So let him go. Get a return, which they did. They got Meadows, who's like 24, and Glass now, who's a project but has potential. He's 23. Yo, you could be good in the next three and four years. You know, kind of like that Tampa thing where they, they have a good run and they have to get rid of everyone because they can't pay everyone. So I like the move for Tampa and, and Pittsburgh, too. I mean, if they're going in, they could steal a playoff spot. So props to both teams. Yeah, I know Tim is going to be sick when he hears this because he, you know, he's a Met fan. He likes to defend the Mets. He was telling us, like, yo, they might be in contention. And it's like, nah, bro, it's quiet. Yeah. Uh, biggest loser is the Mets. Did you guys see what happened to them the other night? Yes. Did I see? The day of the deadline. The day like after the deadline passed at so 4 o'clock. You say, oh, check this out. I'm playing Fortnite, obviously. My mom comes downstairs and she goes, yo, your team is losing by 20. And I go, that's impossible. There's no sport going on now. That they could be that down. they could be down. I was like, Knicks aren't on. Giants Summer aren't on. Is out. Preseason. She's like, put on the Met game. Yo, I put it on. 25 to 2. That's insane. I was like, enough. Jose Reyes was in there pitching. Dude, Jose Reyes, threw a f- Jose Reyes threw a 49-mile-per-hour pitch. Yeah. I don't think I could do that with a crumbled-up piece of paper. 49? <laughs> yeah, it's less than batting practice. That's like you see that at the Little League down the block from like the 11 to 12-year-olds. That's 12 year terrible, dude. Yo, so here's the thing, right? They've been – I was texting boss about this. Like, yo, the Mets have been a shit organization, probably top five in all of sports. Right, but what covered it up? They made a World Series recently, 2015. Yo, I'm sorry, but this is gonna end even worse, right? Because the Grom and Syndergaard, their contracts are gonna come up soon. It's like, yo, if you're not willing or you're not ready to give them about 200 million each, because that's what they're gonna ask for, you should have gotten rid of them. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like fully committed, like yo, they would have extended them by now. But, yo, if you're not committed to signing these guys what you want, and you know the Mets don't like spending money, and when they do, it's a disaster anyway. It's like, yo, it's not going to end good. Yeah, I think, like I said, Archer just got a haul for from the Rays, and he was probably the top pitcher on the market. So just imagine what the Grom could have got if you sold off. Like, yo, you're not competing. Your team, I mean, you have some good young players in Conforto and, and uh, Nemo, but it's just like in Rosario, I guess. But, yo, 
add to that. They're yeah. all young. They're all yeah. under 23. You could add to that right now and sell off your best piece, and you still have, like, Syndergaard if you want to compete. You know, you still have Matt and Wheeler, who's been, like, a revelation. Who you, yeah. you also could have traded and got something while he's at his highest. You know, his stock's at his highest. But it's just like... Yo, this is the highest his stock has been since they got him. Yeah, but, yo, they held on to everyone. They traded Familia way too early. Like, yo, this dude's a great reliever. Why not wait till the 31st when... Britain's off the board. Brad Hand got a top like twenty prospect. Yeah, yo, someone would have got desperate yo, for the best reliever on the market. Familiar. Yeah, and Cabrera too. They got shit in return. Yeah, too. yeah, Cabrera. I mean, you know, and yo, as a sports fan, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be depressed rooting for a team like they depressed me. Them and the Knicks. Like, it, it just goes to show also that like it's it's the organization's fault because you don't go to the World Series and then just become this this quickly. They also like have their general manager got like terribly sick and they haven't named the general manager so it's like they have three general managers now yeah and it's like yo no one want they didn't want to make a move because whoever inherits the team next year might not make that move you know what i'm saying it's just like such a it's terribly run i don't know they, they should have had the a top, general man. manager anytime your organization is bad yeah will ponds need to sell that's that's been on they're cheap they paid the wrong guys. They went on and got Todd Frazier, Adrian Gonzalez, who's not even on the team anymore. Yeah, they're, and they're, Jay Bruce. Their like, team in like 2012 would have won the World Series. Yeah. Like all their guys are way, way past their prime. Yo, Mark Cuban was rumored to buy the Mets like a few years ago before the 2015 run in like 2013. And uh, the MLB owners, because you know, you have to get voted yeah. in. They didn't want him in because they knew he would just like, yo, try how much you need? 400 mil here. Come here. Like he would just be giving out wild contracts because he. he because he, he likes to win. Like, yo, if the Mavericks, if the NBA had no salary cap, <laughs> the Mavericks would have the best team because he's that crazy. Like, he'd be like, yo, just bring him. Just come. Yeah, yeah. So that's why they kept him out of baseball for that. It's crazy. It's just. Uh, no, I agree, though. Mets, I think the, Mets are, the Mets are nuts, man. I, I, would, I would be depressed being the uh, I wish Tim was Mets here because I feel like I'm talking behind this back. Whenever yeah. I talk about <laughs> the Mets, I swear to God, I feel like I'm talking behind so this like back. So I need Tim here to defend this. I actually, he probably wouldn't defend it. He would just. Kind of be upset. Uh, is there any other trades you guys want to go over? Or do you think we covered it all? I, I think uh, we're good. Do you want to talk about the Osuna trade? Th- that's another interesting thing. That's like going back to the Urban Meyer thing. Like, all right, Roberto Osuna is 23 years old, right? He was a top flight closer for like the last two years mm-hmm. as a young kid with the Blue Jays. But he had a you know this domestic violence thing ha- hanging over his head right now. He got suspended by the league 75 games. It's It's an ongoing... You know, court case. I think he's due back in court like this week. And the Astros went out and traded for him. You know, and the Astros are, you know, World Series champion. Mm-hmm. Looking to repeat again. They have a, they yeah, have a yeah. great squad. They're in first place in and the yo, West. I feel like they're just cruising. Yeah. No one's, they did have Red bullpen Sox. issues, though, like Ken Giles. But they weren't super desperate, probably. They probably weren't. They had Rondon, who they picked up, who was holding it down at closer. And it's just like, it's a, it's a they, weird move timing-wise, given what Ozuna's going through. Right. He's coming off suspension, I think, the second week of August. So he'll be eligible to play and then eligible in the playoffs, which is also weird because steroid users get suspended. They're not eligible for playoffs. So, like, Cano isn't eligible for the playoffs when he comes back in a couple weeks. But he is. So it's like the stuff they're coming out and saying, like, ownership is like, oh, we have zero tolerance for this. Yeah. Don't say that when when you went Dude, out and got this guy. And it's just could. like, I'd rather, I think Mark DeRosa on LB Network said, he's like, yo, I'd rather you come out and say, this guy, you know, has a terrible history or whatever, but he gives us the best chance to win. I'd rather say, you say yo, that. Yeah, I was going to say come that. come out and say something like, we have, we have zero tolerance for this. Dude, he's he's going to help them win. 
and it's it's sad. It goes back to what we were talking about with Urban Meyer. It's gonna get covered up if they win. That's also, just a sad reality. To it, it. No one's gonna give a shit if he gets acquitted. Also, so that's another thing where it's like, all right, this right. is ongoing. We don't actually know if he did it or not. This is all alleged, so we don't know. Which whatever. is what happened with Chapman a few years ago too, when that's he right. was. He was uh, suspended, and the Yankees went out and traded for him, and it was like controversial then. But charges got dropped. So that 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 tells me that possibly the Astros, which is a team that you don't think like you're coming off the World Series, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not desperate for anything. So Uh, you want to if you can, but you could bolster your team. What what I'm saying is though, you're not desperate. Where you're like, yo, I'll take all the media. Yeah, you didn't have to make that move. Exactly, the scrutiny that they're going to get and the backlash is that's what I might not be worth it. That might that makes me think that maybe they know something that everyone else doesn't. Like they must have. And that was another thing in their statements, like, oh, our guys did their due diligence. Like we wouldn't have made this move if whatever. If they see it, it's a pending fishy where it's kind of like, wait, this doesn't really add up. This I like. If they think he was going to get acquitted and they, they traded for him, like that's going to be a good move for them because no one's going to touch him. Mm. You know what I mean? So let's get him because we think he's not going to. It's do- just a move to win. That's all it really comes down yeah, to. Yeah, of course. It's a move to win, and it's also like a chess move because it's like we know no one's going to touch him, so we could probably get him for like cheaper than normal, and let's just grab him because we be think that he's not going to. I'm sure if they went over it and they were like, oh, this, there's video of this dude and there's like audio of him like fucking cursing at her that's going to come out soon. Like, let's not. But if there's none of that and they feel like he didn't do it, then I guess this makes sense. Yeah, the leagues need to get it together, though, because I'm thinking about what you said about Cano or like the steroid users. Yeah. They're they're not eligible to play in the playoffs. But I didn't guy even know has, that. A yeah. guy has a DV. It's, it's relatively new. A guy has a DV. Yeah. Like, and dude, he's eligible. What the fuck? And then you look at the NFL, right? That's criminal. Like, a guy, yeah, a guy, a guy smokes weed, four-game suspension, possibly a year. A guy knocks out his girlfriend on an elevator, two games. It's just like, yo, it's, it's nuts. It's terrible. It's nuts. Those are all like terrible offenses, too. Like, DV is a felony. Yo, do you think it's because this, the steroids... I don't know, weed? Would you consider weed like a performance enhancer? Hell no. Nah, hell like, no. Because like steroids is a performance enhancer. Right. So I could see like, yo, I'm not going to let you play in the playoffs because this enhanced your performance. Yeah. No. Which is fine, but you shouldn't let this guy yeah, play yeah, either. Yeah, you yeah, know? Like, yeah, you're just a piece of shit. Yeah. Also, it's a deterrent. Like you have to, like why the fuck does this keep happening to pro athletes? Like why, the guy, why are you idiots beating women? It's so easy to not beat women. It's Legends. one of the easiest things to do. To yeah. not hit him, but P- I don't punch, know why you keep doing it. Punch a wall. Not like just be an adult. Your life's great. Or be a man. Shut the fuck up. That's what I'm saying. Be a man. Christ. So then you tell him like, "Yo, you guys get a case. You're not playing in the playoffs. Enjoy the bench." Should be that way. And then you see how many people. Like I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure some fucking idiots would still do it, but I'm sure that would, you know, deter some people from doing it as well. No, nah, I don't think so. But you don't think anyone would be like, yo, I, if I'm going to get fined, I don't I'm think gonna they're have my thinking about that while they're committing yeah, the they're act. Not. Sure, but it has to be in the back of your mind at some point. If After you're the like, fact, it probably is like, oh, damn, I fucked up. I mean, hey. And that's probably what's going through his head. Like, yo, but I don't know. You know what's crazy, too? Because Verlander and McCullers, they came out, I think, like last year, and they were like, oh, we're so against this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you have to be a real POS to hit a, a girl, a woman. And then, like, he comes to, oh, they trade for Ozuna, and Verlander's like, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens, which is, I guess, okay, because, you know, in, in America, you're innocent until proven guilty without right. a doubt. But 
I mean, not in today's world where it's like well, not if you're Urban Meyer too, man. You know, all these guys like were you know rumors come out you did when, this you did it you're guilty when you're a public figure you're guilty until proven innocent it's true well i also think that if you're the astros your one mission is to win so this dude has a case pending let's pick him up and, and then it's it's our loss because if he comes out and and it's true we have to ship him we can't keep him on our team yeah well you're not shipping him anyway you're cutting him or well something. that's what i mean yeah. you're yeah, cutting yeah. him you're shipping him home that's what yeah. i mean but uh it's it's their it's their mistake to make, and I think they're just like rolling the dice on, on that. Which, when you look at it from that point of view, it's like okay, maybe this is a good move for them because if he gets acquitted, you got Ozuna for nothing or, or whatever, you know, to steal. Yeah, exactly. So that I think that's how they're looking at it. Is like, oh, we can afford to make this mistake because if it doesn't work out in our favor, whatever, we just cut him and we're still good. But. And you get a ton of flack from everybody for sure. trading for him if it doesn't work out in your yeah, face. Yeah, but you also you, you save face by cutting him immediately. Like, I'll take him, but as soon as it comes out that it's real, let's cut him immediately, and then what's everyone going to say? You shouldn't have you shouldn't have got him? Like, oh, I, I, he could have been acquitted. Let's cut him. They it's, I, I think that's what they're thinking. Yeah, it's like a lose-lose situation when you make that move for the franchise. Yeah, but like I said... It, but it's a win on the, the field. The fact that it's pending... And no one's like, oh, I'm not touching that. I'll take him, and then I'll deal with it now. Because either way, I'm going to make out on this fine. Because right. It's a great baseball move. Like yeah. you said, once you come off that field, you're still a shitty human being. Right. But uh, for me, I'm, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yo, the Astros, like, I, I understand where they're thinking. Their thinking is like, we'll take the flack now because we don't know if this dude did it or not. We will take him because no one else will. And this guy is an amazing player. And if he did do it, we'll fucking cut him immediately. But God. if he didn't do it, we were, get we look like geniuses. It's so interesting when they're in the playoffs and he comes in to save a big game. Yeah, I mean, they're going to kill him anyway. But Yo, on the road, he's going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, cool. Let's play some spitball. Mm-hmm. Two. Ooh. Tim? Nick, Nick took over. Uh, starting with 227. 227 part twos? I can't wait. It's the Cejudo-Demetrius rematch where... Yeah, I just watched that fight back. Yo, Sehudo's the no chance. At all. Yo, straight knees. He ate like a steady diet of knees. Um, but yeah, they're running it back. Um, Yo, hold on real quick. It was funny because I was watching like a promo video and Sehudo was like, yeah, you know, I don't think I got to show off all my stuff, whatever. And then they cut to uh, Demetrius Johnson. He was like, yeah, he didn't see all my stuff either because I fucking like beat this yeah, shit. Yeah, it was straight tie clinch and knees. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with, with uh, Demetrius. Yo, he fought Hell yeah. hard. I yo, he that. might be the pound for pound goat. He is. Uh, uh, he might be. He's like unanimously, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yo, Alan told me that he fights a bunch of Steve Blackmans, though. That's what it is. Like, he doesn't want to move up. That's why, like, I've, you know. I mean, yo, you're the, I mean. That's I'm, why I'm hesitant about labeling him the GOAT. He's the GOAT of the flyweight division, though. Yo, sure. DC is the GOAT now, son. Hell yeah. DC, he has to be. Yo, John Jones, son. Yo, th- yeah, but two lo- two losses to a guy that's been popped for. That's my guy, for though. PEDs. And uh, anyway, Dosha Cody, mm. part two, too. So. Snake. I want Cody to win. Fuck Cody. I son. wanted I TJ want, to yeah, win the first one. Now I want Cody to win because I want to see round three. Yeah, I, I want Cody to win. Yeah, they're, like both, they're both off. Like, I hate them both. Yeah, I think it's like the greatest storyline that UFC has right now, though. In terms yeah, of rivalry-wise. It's, it's, it's drama-filled, like yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's a fucking Yo, reality last show. camp, like last fight, they were leaking videos of TJ getting knocked out. Yeah. Where like, you can't really see him. Like, yo, yeah, he got knocked out. And, he was, and they were saying, oh, he's such a terrible teammate in the gym when he was with Alpha Male. He was like kneeing people in the head when yeah, they were yeah, down. Yeah. yeah, he was like, you know, terrible to spar with and shit. 
And now it's like all quiet on the team alpha male side coming to this camp. But that's well, what I mean, happens when you lose L. and you yeah, get humbled. Now you get humbled. Yeah, exactly. So Dillashaw's like, yeah. Yo, I can't front. When he knocked him out and then got Cody got face. up and he just got in his grill. It's fire. Like, Damn, that's- <laughs> Yo, also, I didn't I didn't care who won that fight because they're you both awesome. You went to that, right? Yeah, I was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I, they're both awesome. So I was like, it was whatever. But it wasn't until I heard everyone everyone wanted Cody to win. And yeah. everyone was booing Dillashaw. Bro, if you're listening to the broadcast, they're like, fuck you, TJ. Yeah. And and uh, DC was on the call with uh, Joe Rogan. They're like, yo, are, are we hearing that right? They're like, yo, I don't get why fans feel that way. Like, yo, cheer for your guy. Like, this dude, TJ, did nothing to you. <laughs> like, yeah. So I was like, I was like, yo, like, fuck what's this. I want Dillashaw. Yeah, even they didn't understand. Like, yo, what's the hostility for towards, like, TJ? And that fight was awesome, too. It was. Yo, TJ got knocked out. Not, not knocked down in the yeah. end of yeah, the first round. Yeah, the bell. Bell. Yeah. I hate bro. how Cody's coming out. Where, like, yo, my back was fucked up. I came off the couch. Like, dude, you... You look great, and you got caught. So yeah. it's just like, come on, son. Like, how bad was your back when you were tagging him at the end of the first round? That's what I'm saying. Yo, Cody's so fucking fast, though. Yo, his hands Yo, are his wild. His counter is crazy. He would knock me out in a split second. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, that dude is crazy. It's going to be an awesome card. Um, all right, let's go to who needs Canton when you got Chattanooga? The Hall of Fame is this weekend, uh, and... Terrell Owens is going into the Hall of Fame, but he's not going to Canton. He's going to Chattanooga, where he played college football. And it's crazy because he hates the voters for not putting him in first ballot. Look, his resume speaks for itself. He is, stats-wise, he's the number two wide receiver of all time. Catches, touchdowns, uh, I believe yards as well. But, you know, he had all his antics. A lot of people didn't like, you know, doing sit-ups in, the, uh, in his parking garage and whatnot. So it's just funny how... He gets into the Hall of Fame. He complained that he didn't get into the Hall of Fame. Once they invite him in, he's like, I'm not going. Classic Terrell Owens. Very he's classic. The mo- he's he, the he, most he, selfish player of all time. Bro, he's he, the biggest he, drama he's, queen. He's the, the ultimate diva. When you think diva wide receiver, I, I think T.O. is number one. Absolutely. Yo. Yeah. It's always been about him. Yeah, it has been. And it, this is ridiculous, dude. It's the Hall of Fame. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame game tonight, football back. Yeah, yeah. Bears, Ravens, right? Yeah. Hey, yo, Lamar. Lamar's yeah. going to get like a, a, a quarter and a half. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, he should. Yeah, yeah probably. Dude. It's him. I, I think Tyler Bray. Dante? Joe. Joe Flacco. Tyler Bray. I definitely have <laughs> tweets about Tyler Bray That's being my favorite is. quarterback. Yo, yo you popped hard for him just now. Yeah. <laughs> yo. Yo, Tyler. Yo, Tyler Bray's a legend. He like got accused of like throwing shit out his dorm window, like to prove his accuracy. Yo, where do you? Like, <laughs> I swear to God, he would hit. Yo, like where do you go to school? Shit. Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh my God! Now yo, I remember. He's a legend. Oh wow. my God. Yo, Tyler Bray's the amazing. goat. <laughs> I swear, I thought he was gonna be nasty. Um, don't press sand. <laughs> um, yo, Twitter man can get you in trouble. We've seen it, you know, like with Hater, how we mentioned earlier. And now uh, Trey Turner and Sean Newcomb. Sean Newcomb was throwing a no-hitter into the ninth. Like you and then, uh, of course, when someone's doing something good, you know, tweets got to surface. And uh, he had some ignorant tweets in there from back in the day. But, uh, you know, just the next two in line victimized. Not victimized because they were idiots for saying what they said, but, you know, Yo, ignorant tweets. Herm Edwards at the, the rookie That's symposium where I got would always be like, you, t- you take out a young lady, a pretty young thing. You don't got to say everything about it. He's like, don't press sand. <laughs> He's like, you don't got to tell everybody. Don't press sand. Don't press sand. Um, thanks a lot, Minnesota. Odell Beckham is probably walking into Giants camp, and he's like, tell him give me $50 million or I'm going to quit. Wow. Because 
Stephon Diggs, five-year extension, $81 million in total, $40 million guaranteed. Nothing against Stephon Diggs. But I like him as a player. You know, Stephon Diggs is nice. Has yeah, never had a hundred yards or a hundred catches, catches or a thousand yards or a thousand yards. Because last year was like his coming out party. That's yo. That contract is strictly off of potential. That contract is strictly off Diggs sideline. Yeah, That's bro. Unbelievable. Yo, that play alone just got him paid. So bro. here's the thing, right? The helmet toss, the walk off yeah. helmet toss is yo, so far. Get your money. I feel you. But this is what happens in the NFL. Teams. You, if you're a Falcon fan, you're a Steeler fan, you're a Giant fan. It's teams like the Chiefs, teams like the Rams, teams like Minnesota that pay these guys and the Bucks that give Mike Evans fifteen million dollars per year, and then Odell's like, "Yo, come on, son, come on, Watkins sixteen million dollars a year, come on, come on, fam, like what's going on here?" You know. So, the, I, I thought right away. Anytime a wide receiver's gotten paid this offseason, I'm saying good night. Yo, I'll be honest with you, I have. I have no idea why Odell's on that field. <laughs> I have no idea why. If I'm him, I'm like, the game, B. I, I'm, Yo, because if you get injured again, you you lose some millions of dollars. Yeah. You still get paid more than anyone, but you still you lose money. Do you think he's trying to do that to change the narrative on him? I, I, that, that is the only reason. Only reason, reason right? I mean, there's also like the Maris have come around and be like, oh, he's kind of changing his ways. But I also think that they have said that they're working on a new deal. So that's right. why he came in. It's not like, yo, we're or, putting it off to the side till the, the season It was ends. their willingness. To, like, Maris like, yo, we'll talk contract extension because we've seen changes in Odell. I think he's doing that because they'll be more inclined to pay a, a, a team guy. Of course. Which he, which he is doing. Yeah. He, is, he is on that field. Yeah. And I am a team guy to the core. Furthest even, thing from a team guy. Psych. But it, I'm, a, I'm not a team Odell. guy. Oh, Odell. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yo, relax. Yeah, I wish you had the camera rolling because yeah, you snapped. I was about to be like. <laughs> but, yo, if I'm, if, if I'm them, like even me, right, I consider myself like a team guy to the core. I have no idea why he's on that field. Because you haven't even gotten paid yet. And if you get injured again, fuck. You know what I'm saying? And, like. I under, but he, the reason why he's doing it is like, was what you said. He's changing the narrative on him. He's a diva. He only cares about himself. He's this. He's that. And listen, we can sit here and say that he's not a team guy because of his past actions. But the fact that he's even willing to do this, show, and even if it's self-absorbed in his actions, he's still doing the action that no one else is going to do. Mm. Like he, he is in an elite class that doesn't have to do that, but he's doing it. Even if it's for a selfish reason, I'm like, this is a good look for me, you know. And he's still doing it though, so you know, all power to him. But that boy's gonna get money. Yeah, he's gonna get paid. Uh, I don't. I'm so on the fence about it. I've had a boner though this whole time that he is at camp. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, me too. All these photos of him and Eli hugging. I'm like, oh, God, Solder, please, please, please just block. Easy, easy. Um, but speaking of uh, digs in Minnesota, NFC North now. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, let's talk about the NFC North. We've been previewing all the divisions on the shows each week. Uh, so this week we're landing on the NFC North. We want to know storylines, additions, subtractions, and a rookie to watch in this division. So let's talk about storylines. What's going on in, in the NFC North? You kind of I'm looking at the quarterbacks, right, as a uh, phenomenal, phenomenal rough-touch quarterback myself. Oh you know, my quarterbacks always get me, give me a uh, semi. So here's the thing, right? You have two guys that are the OGs of the division. You got Rodgers and Stafford. Been there, done that for about a decade, too. Stafford 
Got drafted in 08, 09. Yeah, that's wild. There. I remember when Stafford with that contract. Yeah. You know, he was getting like. Damn, it was that long ago? Yeah, bro. He was like the first one to not have a Caps contract, like slot I think, money. I, I think him and Bradford were like the last two, like, guaranteed 40, 50 million dollar babies that were calling them. And then ever think, since then, yeah. it was. I thought really it was even done. more than that, like 60. It might have been more than that, too. Yo, Bradford has made like over 100 bro. million in guaranteed. Yo. <sighs> My bad to digress quick, but like, you know how mad it gets me when like. Sam Darnold is holding out because, yo, my man, you haven't thrown a pass in the NFL yet, and you have guaranteed, like, whatever yo, it was. You should have heard some of the Jets. 30 jet. million, I think? Yeah, it was like, Yo, dude. some of the Jeff fans at work this week, like my customers, this fucking kid is 18. I was like, well, he's like 21. Yeah. Like, he hasn't thrown a, a, a pass. He hasn't yo. shown up to camp. He's like, the nerve on him, the balls on him. They started blaming social media. Like, yo, social media makes them stars, and they come into the league, and they think their their, their shit don't stink. I mean, I blame the agent ball. more than anything. Yeah, of course. Because, like, you don't think the player's dying to get out there, like, as a rook? Like, yo, yeah, because now out he, there. Yo, he missed, like, three, four days. Three man. days, yeah. Yeah, that's big. Like, Bridgewater's now getting the reps. McCown, so. I don't agree with that at all. At all, well, yeah. I think as a rookie, you got no say. Son. No you say. You gotta, you gotta show up. You show up, and but you still fight for your contract, whatever. But yo, you're a rookie. You're lucky to be there. Like, go to fucking work, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. You mm. could suck. Yeah. And then why are we paying you? Fuck out of here. Cause you, cause you beat some fucking <laughs> chemistry major <laughs> in, in college. Get the fuck out of here. Damn, so no love for chemistry. <laughs> Uh, so, so yo, right? Yo, fuck chemistry. Yo, facts though too. Yeah. Uh, so Stafford Rogers, they've been there for about a decade. We know what they bring to the table. Now you get Kirk Cousins coming in from Minnesota, changing of the guard because yo, let's not let's not disrespect Case Keenum. He had a he was like an MVP candidate halfway through the year. He had a great right? year. He had a great year for them. Like he, that's his absolute ceiling. Everything went right for the Vikings offensively with him. And now you get Mitchell Trubisky, right? Year two in the league. Once again, John Fox, he's kind of Jeff Fishery. I don't even know. That's not even a term, but uh, you know what I mean. Like this guy fishery. is fishery. fishy, fishy. He's a he's a legend. Like he's a defensive mind. Trubisky played, I think, in a three game stretch. He threw fifty three passes. Big Ben does that in like three quarters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a game they won where he didn't throw double digit passes. Yeah, he threw like nine passes one game against the Ravens. He threw twelve passes. It's like, yo, they didn't show anything of his. Now I were they trying? I had to- Jordan Howard. <laughs> I yeah. love that shit. No, there was a game. Howard had like 38 carries. Oh, yeah. 100 yards and a touchdown. It was great. <laughs> His yards per carry were like 3.2. Uh, we won the fantasy yeah, points, yeah. baby. So, so, yo, like, you know how I feel about quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks? I want an offensive mind, right? I like uh, Maggie. Maggie or Nagy? Nagy. Nagy. Nagy coming over Matt from. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy coming over from uh, the Chiefs offensive coordinator there. So, now, now we got to see, like, is this young pup, and Trubisky going to be able to compete with these guys. A lot of people are high on the Bears this year. Some uh, some Rams comparisons. Jeff Fisher leaves the Rams. They get an offensive mind. Uh, Jared Goff takes the next step. There some parallels there. Relax, man. Don't call it that crazy. Yeah, wh- wh- Why what? is that crazy? The Bears are the Rams? No. no I mean, he's just, saying like just a, jump, a lot of, like yeah, There's of a jump. lot of similarities between the two teams right. when McVay came in and then Jared Goff <laughs> going into year two and whatnot. So let's see what happens with Trubisky. Let's see what happens with Kirk Cousins. Yo, Minnesota's offense is loaded. Crazily. This is the easily the best team he's ever been a part of offensively. 
Rogers, we know all about Rogers. You know, Stafford too, dude. Stafford is He tosses the ball. Yeah, he's been carrying that team. Yo, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate are fucking nice. Yo, I was talking about that on D B with MP. I'm like, yo, they get no love, but they're like thousand yard wide receivers. Yeah, both like both of them. Yeah, I think it's because they were both like number twos when they were signed. Their whole career. They still are number twos. I don't yeah. know who's the well, number one over there. That's really that's really a one A, one B. Yeah. Let's go. Shout Not to fucking Bugsy. what's it called? Yeah, Mike, Mike Thomas and uh, Willie Sneed. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, I, I'm just I'm just looking at the quarterback just in general because obviously you know it is the most prestigious and important position in all of football, and you have four guys in that division where everyone's going to try to you know put their foot in the ground. What's your honest opinion about uh, Trubisky? I think that it's not fair to judge him. Yeah, we haven't seen enough of him. That's actually my storyline. I got a that new look offense. Like yo, Nick mentioned a Rams comparison. Who was Jared Goff throwing the ball to his first year? Kenny was it Kenny Britt? Yeah, I don't even remember. I can't even tell you either. But then it might was even, Kenny Britt. Yeah, Kenny Britt. They were, he had a thousand yards, and I drafted him when it was yeah. like, oh, he's going to fucking, he's gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah he's a number one. Let me get him. <laughs> but, that worked uh, out. Then year two, last year they bring in McVeigh. Mm-hmm. They bring in Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, for what that's worth. By the way, hate to cut you off. I've never been more wrong in my entire life, all sports, on a player like I've been on Robert Woods. I was like, yo, this guy, because he got like a nine million, he got like forty-five million dollars. I was like, yo, there's no way this dude is going to get a second contract. Like, he's going to be out the league. He's horrible. Rams are going to hate it. Nasty. No, no, <laughs> no, no one reminds me of Shady, like, kind of. Marshawn Lynch, where, like, Robert Woods was the best wide receiver in college football until Marquise Lee came along, kind of supplanted, you know, upseated him. He went to Buffalo and, like, was just whatever in Buffalo. Marshawn Lynch was much better in Buffalo than he was in Buffalo. Oh, without a doubt. But then, like, once Marshawn Lynch left Buffalo, he became a household name. And the same thing, like two Cali boys going to Buffalo where they probably never heard of before. Marshawn Lynch been on tape saying, like, yo, I didn't even know where that place was. He's like, yo, I heard they were going to New York, York City. I'm thinking Times Square. <laughs> That's a, yo, <laughs> Buffalo Airport, been there many times. Not a good time. <laughs> Not a good time. But, yeah, yo, then he goes out west and he gets paid and he does his thing. Like, you kind of see, like, USC Robert Woods all over again. So there's that. But Goff got weapons. He got McVay, a new coach. And, yo, Mitch True. They went out and signed Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. They Kevin White, Joey's guy, for what that's worth, he's looking healthy as Joe, of today. As Joey's of reaching for that bottom rope. He still has faith that he can get a rope break. Yo, every, I don't know. Every year, Joey takes his name off the fantasy board and slaps it to his chest. Yeah. Because he's, like, he's injured. He's not getting drafted. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yo, you guys aren't going to take him. <laughs> yeah, it's like you guys aren't taking him. Yeah. But yo, that was my guy. He's also a top 10 pick, so he's healthy for the first time in his ill-fated career. Uh, they bring they bring Taylor Gabriel in, mm-hmm. a slot guy. So he's working with three new weapons. Also Trey Burton too. Trey Burton, the you know, big tight, uh, end, tight end, who kind of was behind Zach Ertz in Philly. Um, but he who had, I love, by the way, yo, he was he's good for awesome. them. He was mad good. He was. So I would always say, like, yo, if Ertz is out with a concussion, if Ertz is going to miss a game, yo, plug and play. He's yeah. no different. Yeah. I mean, but yo, yeah, a little different. A little different. He's good. Yo, he has yeah. weapons now. Yeah, he does. Yeah, to and, work with. And, and, and Jay Howe in the backfield, we can't forget about. Tariq Cohen, too. Yeah, Tariq Cohen. Yo, maybe. Tariq Cohen and, and Taylor Gabriel. They got gadget guys now. They can just That's fuck true. around with. And Magny. Maggie. You know, he's an offensive mind. He's been with Andy Reid for 10 years in Philly yeah. and KC. So, I feel like we might see that jump from Mitch True and that Bears offense. Allen Robinson, I think, is a huge signing. I feel like he's going to come back and try and prove himself off that ACL tear. He's kind of had a rough couple years. So he had that monster, what, 2015 or 16? Yeah, 2016, I think it was. 
Yeah, and then... The oh, year, no, 2015, I'm 2015, sorry. 2015, 2016, you know, it was kind of a shitty year. And then week one last year, he tears his ACL. So, yeah, he got something to prove for sure. Yeah, so I think that, that you know, that's the storyline for me is that Bears offense, can it take the next step? And then it'll be the difference, I think, from them being the last place team in this division or maybe pushing for third. I'm not going to get crazy. I was going to say... Let me not get crazy because the Vikings and the could, Packers are still in that division. Do you think they could even move into second place in this division? Nah. Only if, like, Rodgers goes down. I yeah. think they could push for, like, a 7-9, and nine, though. Yo, the Packers haven't haven't won less than 10 games since Rodgers got drafted. Only twice they haven't won 10 games. Both times Rodgers missed time. Collarbone. Besides that, like, yo, just... That's absurd. If he plays 16, they're winning 10. Like, that's that's amazing. That's I think awesome. the Bears go, you know, they were, what, 5-11? Five 5-11. Five I think they go 7-9. Yo, they had a they had a very good defense yeah. this year. And, yo, and they beat the Steelers, too, we'll I talk think. about that. They added Roquan Smith, another guy who they say, like, contract talks are in a stalemate. He's the only first-round pick left unsigned. So, yo, if they add Roquan to that defense, who's phenomenal at Georgia, yeah. yo, that defense Beast. could work its way up to, like, a top-five defense, possibly. Well, They're already top 10. They were 10, I should say that. Interesting. I just think the division's too strong for them to even like. Yeah, because he's like, yo, I, I can see them pushing the Lions though, like splitting against them. Lions are nice. They're good. But yeah, yo, they won nine games. This division's last year fucking too. nice. Yeah, yeah. division's yeah, yeah. loaded. If the Bears, yo, if the Bears can take the next step, like we we are yeah. talking about how we could see it. We're not saying it might happen. Like we're saying it might happen. I see like a seven to nine this year, just given the circumstances of this division. If you're a Bears fan, you that's wanna, the next yo, step. Isn't your cousin pizza? Yeah, pizza he's a Bears, Bears fan. fan. Bad random. <laughs> <laughs> he just lo- he loves Brian Erlacher. Yeah, yeah. So like, yo, know, if if Mitchell Trubisky is the answer, like I think that's a win if you're a Bears fan. Yeah, like, this mean, year if he if he throws for like four thousand yards, I know I'm reaching because I think hello. He, I, I think see he, like thirty five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm, more. I'm, I'm bugging. I'll take a lot. Thirty two, but uh, yeah, or thirty two. <laughs> yeah, that's a thousand. fucking Jesus. Oh boy, but yo, if you're a Bears fan for real, you want to just see that. You training up, that. yeah. You want to see that, like, yo, yeah. this guy is the answer for us. At least for a decade, we don't need to waste draft picks on quarterback. Right. I think that's a win for you if you're if you're a Bears fan. He's gonna go out there and Nate Peterman the thing. I'll be all right. Um. All right. What about uh biggest addition in the division? So I had a uh, Allen Robinson and Trey Burton. I mean, we kind of touched on that. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go with Jimmy Graham. Do you have Jimmy Graham? No, I don't. no, right. So Jimmy Graham, right? Yo, how is no one talking about this? So, so here's you know the why. Thing. You know, I know one's talking about it because of Martellus Bennett, bro. What does that mean? I'm saying like he went there and they were like, oh, we got this big free ath- athletic tight end. He's gonna like Rogers never had a tight end. He's never used a tight end, first of all, and he retired seven games in, and like that whole experiment failed miserably. But also, I'm not saying Martellus Bennett is Jimmy Graham or Jimmy Graham is Martellus Bennett, but. But I'm saying like I'm it saying Jimmy Graham out. I think is better than him. Yeah, yeah he without, is without significantly a without a doubt. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just because saying he, it didn't work out last year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but there's a difference between Jimmy Graham and Martellus Bennett. All right, we saw Jimmy Graham struggle too when he went to Seattle his first year. To be fair though, he's Seattle's a run heavy team. They also had Beast Mode when he went there, and he's not a tight end that's gonna be blocking. pancaking people. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's useless. He, he's he's the hybrid tight end. He's a new school tight end where he's a wide receiver, but he's too big to be a wide receiver. But he's a mismatch as a tight end, so you just split him out wide. So, yo, the best tight end that Rogers has had was that one Jermichael Finley year 
or Jared Cook. Jared Cook, Jared yeah. Cook was well, solid for them. Jared Cook was two solid, years ago. Yeah. Even Jared Cook and like Richard Rogers was good too. I mean, he was, wasn't like great, all but right, he was. He, right. No, but he was serviceable. He was <laughs> catching the ball. He was giving. He was. He was getting passes. I'm saying you put Jimmy Graham out there. We've seen what this dude can do. I I'm think, like, yo, in yeah. the fucking red zone, no Jordy Nelson. That's the thing too. There's no Jordy this year. So it's like, who are those balls going to? How about this fucking giant athletic guy? Yeah, I'll give it to him. Yeah, I mean, yo, Seattle last year couldn't run the ball. Their their first and second down play from the goal line were jump balls and back shoulders to Jimmy Graham. I think he um, I could be wrong, but I think he had double digit touchdowns. If you could check that, I'll check. But like, yo, a guy like Jimmy Graham. Look, Russell Wilson is no slouch, but yeah, you got Rodgers too. He's been waiting for a tight end. I think I think this might be a guy. He might have another Saints type Jimmy Graham year. Yeah, he had ten touchdowns. Ten touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, and look, Russ is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which I just figured this out the other day, by the way. I think he might be my favorite player in the league, and I was surprised by that. I, I was just like, figured wait. this out. Yeah, I swear to God. I was, I was like, wait, what? Is this, like, my favorite? It was weird. But anyway, <laughs> yo, Rodgers can throw to anyone. He'll yeah. throw to you on the goal line. And you get this dude who, like, we saw him with Breeze. Dude, Yeah. this could be nuts. This could be nuts. This could be a crazy fantasy, dude. I'm telling you right now. I got my eye on you. Yeah, but you know me. No tight ends. Of course not. Dom, on the other hand. (laughs) Dom will have three in there. He's a Dom lifer, Jimmy Graham. Like, yo, every year. Second round, second, third round. Shout out to Dom. Our friend always, like, locks onto one player, and he throws him into every trade as if it's going to change anything. It's like in Madden when you want to make a trade and you're like, yo, I'll throw in like my backup fucking quarterback. It's like, I don't give a not, fuck. Not even the backup. Doesn't... You'll be like, yeah. yo, I'll throw in the, the 2022 first round pick. Yeah. Like in Madden. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not fighting that yeah, one. Yeah. So um, random. Yo, my biggest addition is Sheldon Richardson Ooh. to the Vikes. Uh, the rich get richer. They got Kirk Cousins. They got Sheldon Richardson on defense. We all know that defense was the best defense in football last year. Yo, you have Everson Griffin coming off the edge and Linval clogging up the middle. Yo, I miss him so much. I was going to say, yeah, it's two players Linval, like Linval and man. Sheldon Richardson. I love Sheldon. He has baggage off the field, you know, a lot of issues. But on the field, yo, phenomenal. And I think just adding him to the middle, if he gets one-on-ones with Linval clogging up that middle and, and Everson outside, yo, he's gonna have a, I think he's in for a big year, for real. And they have that linebacking core with Barr and um, Eric Kendricks. Kendricks, yeah. Yeah, so there's, yo, like I said, just the rich get richer. I think Sheldon Richardson might get like six, seven plus sacks. I think he might have a career year this year. I don't think it's that crazy given they have Griffin who went off last year and Linval. And Zimmer is pulling the strings for them. He's That's another like, thing. He has maybe the best defensive mind in football Yeah, as a head coach. I feel like they're going to be a very likable team. I love the Vikings. You like that? <laughs> cool ass colors too. Purple. Viking class. Skull. That's your shit, right? It's fire. Um, all right, let's go subtractions. Yo, Jordy. Yeah. Like, that's... Anytime a quarterback loses their number one guy, it's going to hurt him. Remember Edelman last year, early New England? Mm-hmm. Like, the first couple of weeks, sure. we even had a discussion on him. <clears throat> Excuse me. We were saying how, like, yo, is Brady done? Is he kind of, like, why is he coming out slow and whatnot? It's like, yo, he lost his guy. Yeah. All right? I lost my guy on the field. Joe, ACL gang, bedtime. This kid has not stopped about his <laughs> fucking... Third, tremendous, third, tremendous, third, tremendous, tremendous rec league play. Yo, third, yeah. third and six, fourth and eight. Yo, this is my guy getting getting all the yak, all the catches. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, yo, how many times did we see the back shoulder to Jordy? How many times did we just see, like, you know, hand signals and whatnot? And yeah. Jordy would always find a way. I mean, and, and, when, and when, you get rid of him, 
And now it's like, yo, who's going to be the guy that he's going to be super comfortable to with? To be like, fair, I do think Devontae Adams in I was that time say, took, like, what, took two, three steps. And he's also and he's also been there for a couple of years now, Devontae Adams. Yeah. He became the number one even when Rodgers came back. You could also argue that Randall Cobb was also his guy. And he just always hurt, though, that guy. I would argue he was like his inside guy, though. You know yeah, but still, like, still like my guy. Nah, nah, nah. His, nah his Jordy guy was like is, my guy. Yeah, his my guy. guy. Yo, Randall Cobb was a touchdown machine. Yeah. Bro, and what Jordy wasn't? Jordy I mean, he, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. He could have Yo, multiple guys. But we've seen a Rod too without Jordy a couple years ago when he tore that ACL, that's right? And we were like, "Yo, it's kind of it took a little while." Same thing how we said about Edelman it took a while for Rogers to get going too. Yeah. So. I don't know. Be interesting to see how they start that season. Like I said, that's why I think Jimmy Graham, if he can acclimate himself or build a rapport right away, that maybe we won't see any, you know, Jordy who, you know, it might be like that. Your guy comes into play when it's third and four, third and eight. It's like, yo, where's old reliable at? Yeah. That's when it's your guy steps up, and that's when you miss your guy. You see my son Jimmy G on that five yard out. And the, the Bro, reach. I'm telling you right now, people are going to be like, you're taking him early. Nah, All right, no, one, no one's gonna be able to say that to you because, like I said, Dom's gonna have him. Dom will take him in the fifth round. Yo, I'm, by, the, round, by the way, I'm him call- and Gronk are always second, third round picks of Dom's. I'm calling it now. Dom's gonna have at least three tight ends on his team. <laughs> at, <laughs> at least three. At least three. How he's many gonna defenses? Have, two defenses, without a doubt. No, too. I think he's he's gonna have one, but I do think he's gonna have Yo, Olsen, you- Gronk, <laughs> and and probably Jimmy Graham. Do you remember the year he took Seattle? Nobody else took a defense after that. He took the second defense. I think it was Arizona off the board. He goes, yo, I'll make everyone else bad if no one wants to take the best defense. <laughs> He's like, yo, trade babe. He's like, yo, we're not taking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, did nah, you do your subtraction? Nah, mine's Pat Shermer, though. Mm. They were uh, talking about Diggs getting paid and feeling Thielen, Adam Thielen. You know, they kind of were afterthoughts. They were there for a couple of years, you know, and – Shermer was only there a couple of years, but he did big things with that offense. And Case Keenum got him paid. I mean, granted, it's a whole new quarterback room. There's no Bridgewater, there's no Bradford, there's no Keenum. Yo, they lost which all you their never quarterbacks. Never see that. That's yo. wild. Yeah, but Cousins coming in, I just think that's a big loss, you know, in terms of play calling. But he, his, you know, fingerprints are all over that that offense now, and we'll see if uh, if they can, you know, keep it going. I think they hired the Eagles' quarterback coach. As their OC, I forgot his name. It's something D D Filippo or something. D Filippo, yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see if he can, you know, keep the charge going. He's supposedly a head coach candidate in the wings. So this is a big year for him. He has all the pieces on offense. Can he do what Shermer did last year and ultimately get them to that Super Bowl? Mm. They get Dalvin Cook back too, man. Shady, yo, he, that fucking offense. Yo, he was getting like Le'Veon Bell usage rate before he got hurt last year. Yeah, because Murray, Murray was him. Murray was like sidelined with an injury in the beginning. It wasn't until Cook went down with an injury that you saw that two headed monster. Yo, he by the, the way, second round, right last year. Yeah, yeah that yeah, injury was fucking was ugly. Yeah, man. Yo, anytime gross. it's no contact, it's like and yo. What's crazy is when you're watching some of these games and the guy just goes like edge spear into someone's kneecap and they get right up like it's nothing. And then there's other times where a guy just goes to plant and those yeah. are the worst. Literally, the you're worst. Like, that guy's fucked. Yeah. Um. All right, cool. Let's uh, finish this uh, episode with the rookie to watch in the division. I'm going with uh, Jair, Jair Alexander, mm. the uh, cornerback that the Packers got. Yo, look, corner is the issue for them. They took two in a row, right? Yeah. First and first second, and second round, round. And even last year, Kevin King, they didn't have a first round pick, but he was their first pick of the draft. Right. So their last three 
first and second round picks have been defensive backs. It's like that's clearly an issue. Uh, Tim's most overrated player now. I feel like I'm talking shit about Tim. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix, right? <laughs> bus, bus potential. Uh, he's like the only piece that you can trust back there. Yeah. These guys are still unproven. Look, Kevin King, he missed some time with injury last year. And also, he was he's, he's a rookie. He was a rookie. So let's see these steps. And also, they take Josh Jackson, too, who I loved coming out of Iowa. I don't know why he fell in the draft. I think he ran like a slow 40. Ran like a 4 5 40. Slow, I guess. Yeah. But it just goes to show you when guys are running four threes and four <laughs> fours, people people judge that. So, yo, if you can get some secondary help, because what's going to happen is teams are going to be playing from behind when you have a guy like Rodgers. So mm-hmm. you need to be able to cause turnovers, get interceptions, and just keep them out the end zone. So. They also are going to get the most work, those people, because your oh, offense is so good. Exactly. Yeah. They, you're going to be seeing teams like 60% behind, passes. So, yeah. So yeah, I think those are those are huge. The rookies to watch, definitely those uh, corners in in Green Bay. Mine's a uh, carry on Johnson, the mm. running back from Auburn, who the Lions took in the second round. Yo, Lions haven't had a hundred yard rusher since 2013. Reggie, my Reggie, Reggie Bush Yo, was the last guy. That. And think about how good Matt Stafford has been even throughout all that. So to be fair, they have two running back. They had two running backs. They had like Amir Abdullah and Theo. Yeah, neither of them ran for a hundred yards in one game. Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> like individual 100-yard rushers. Yeah, yeah. Since Reggie, right? Yeah, yeah, Reggie. Reggie was the that's, last one. That's, that should never happen, bro. Not this long. It's ridiculous. And They're both like pass catchers kind of too. Yeah, but still, you know, like, bosses, like yo, you couldn't break a 60-yard run all these years? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah it's like, fucking break. Yo, just give me like one 60-yard run and then like 10, 10 four-yard carries. So I think yeah. carry on. That's my prediction early. I know we're, you know, we're waiting for that preview. That's my prediction. That streak ends early. Before week six, carry on Johnson's gonna have 100 yards. Okay. I think he's that good. I just think he's good. He's better than Amir Abdullah, that's for sure. He should be their their day one back from first and second down back from day one. Blunt don't scare you? Nah. Although I do like that pickup. It kind of like makes me wonder where Theo Riddick stands. I think Riddick is I mean, fine. I think a pass Abdullah's, catching back. Yeah, Abdullah's the odd man out. I think it's a wrap for him. Like, yo, you've had him for three years now. I think it's three years. It's like, yeah, that's what you are, man. Like, your best game was against the Giants. You had, like, 80 yards. That was their closest to 100 yards. Yeah. Was that? It was, like, a primetime game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a Monday Night Football game. Yeah. And he, he got that, uh, what's that award that Gruden would give out? Gruden's Grinders? Gr- yeah. I love this guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> he loves everyone. Yeah. But, uh, who were yeah, the running backs on. there? Blunt. Blunt. They signed Laguerre No, who Blunt. were the running backs there? Oh, it was, like, Dula and Riddick. Oh, and That's it? The, the white dude, Zenner. Oh, Zach Zenner. Oh, my fucking still God. There. I don't know. He might have left after extra. Uh, Listen, that guy last year. You got a white running back. Yo, Zach <laughs> That's why you haven't had a hundred yard rush. <laughs> when I had like Theo Christian Riddick, McCaffrey is like an anomaly, dude. Don't yeah. don't draft. When Amir Abdullah was hurt and I had Theo Riddick, I'm like, ah, right, you know, catches and some carries. Nah, Zach Zenner getting all the Zenner, all the goal line reps. <laughs> yeah. Oh my fucking god. Uh, all right, cool. Ah, I'm so excited for football. And my tonight, draft. baby. I know. I just ordered a draft board for our league. About time. I gotta do that. Hopefully, I don't forget it. Remember what happened last oh year? Oh, my God. Yo, I thought that was a sick joke. <laughs> yo, Nick you know was like, yo, going in his back. He goes, yo, you guys are going to kill me. I'm like, yo, no. Yo, you don't remember. Everyone's not even here yet. That just goes to show his kid doesn't care about anything because he talks about fantasy in, like, fucking January. <laughs> At, right after the Super Bowl the next <laughs> yo, day. Yo, next draft's going to be fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I didn't bring the new draft board, so we ended up using the draft board from the year before and with the stickers. stickers so you had to scribble out, scribbled out the names yeah. because you had to put the new sticker oh over it. You didn't want to see, like, all of the... <laughs> it's funny, too, because... 
Like they totally posted their that. teams on Instagram. Like, yo, did you use an old draft board? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could see the, like, <laughs> yeah, because, like double names. No, but not even the double names. Like one was an orange sticker, and then you put put a blue one over it. Oh, and it's like the, the color patterns were just so a mess. funny. Yeah, but you I ordered it, and we don't. I don't even have the old draft board, so I have to bring it. <laughs> you should have like two good ones then, since we didn't use last year. Well, we might be doing the the San Agato Studio League too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like us, uh, Danny, Impy, the like podcast the BM, league. The, yeah, the podcast league. You know, some bragging rights. So I'm gonna have two boards, but there won't be. They'll be new. Why are we doing that draft? I don't know. We got to talk about that. Yeah. I know our draft is uh, the 27th. 7th, yeah. So. All right. Cool. Um. Anyway, Nick, where can they find you? Go find me at the Lamb Show Twitter, Instagram. Guys, Friday today, depending on when you hear it, at seven o'clock on Twitch, I am doing the first DFS stream on there. Come hang if you want to talk daily fantasy. DraftKings has put out the uh, week one lines already, and uh, I have not stopped looking at my phone. The even though I'm going to probably change my lineup 158 times until then. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the DraftKings Week 1 lineups for about an hour. And also, if you guys want to talk about any fantasy, come on over. Let's rage. Yo, thank God he won't use a draft board for that. Both. And DeVito27 on Twitter and the gram. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato. And go follow the show at Veterans Minimum and our Instagram, Veterans underscore Minimum, and the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And uh, the YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel. Now yes. we're getting locked, cocked, and loaded. <laughs> we're pumping them out, people. All right? Go subscribe on YouTube. Everything is slash veterans. Minimums. Go check it out. We'll see you next time. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.